They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Welcome back to They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Trehune. I'm sitting here in my uh, flower crown, cross from me, and his bear costume is my co-host. Gavin Eddings, and let me tell you, this is unbearable. <laughs> that What a grisly joke that was. <laughs> Man, this joke was so good, I need to go sleep for most of the winter. <laughs> Cocaine bear. <laughs> We're talking about cocaine go. bear today. No. <laughs> uh, we we are talking about midsummer and uh, Gavin. I think we should, uh, as the the ritual states, if you've ne- if you've seen the movie, you know we're making that little breath noise. I will say that producer wife and I we saw midsummer, or I will say midsummer because that's how Ari Aster pronounces it in all the DVD extras. <laughs> so I'll be pretentious. We saw this in the theater, and it's, of course, not not the follow-up, but it's the second movie from Ari Aster. And in that movie, which I know we will cover one day here on the pod, Gavin, uh, yes. throughout that movie you just hear a, a tongue click. And yeah. uh, and before uh, the movie started, the it got the... It goes black, the the previews are over, and we just hear in the theater people clicking their tongue. Uh, so I thought that was fun. So I, I do want to go see Bo Was Afraid, and I want to yeah. do all of it. I want to... <laughs> <And then, laughs> I just think of, and again, we make a lot of wrestling references, but mm-hmm. I asked for one, for one of them, for her to be grieving, her being really sad, and then just her Roman Reigns... Ooh-ah! Just like a real <laughs> deep Samoan chant. Ooh-ah! Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're watching uh, Midsommar by director Ari Aster. This is uh, America. We say Midsummer here. Midsummer. Uh, why did did we did one of us choose this movie? Because... I think we discussed choosing it. <laughs> we discussed choosing it. Because we're like, eh, that Bo is Afraid's coming out. Mm-hmm. We should probably watch one of that Ari Aster's movies. Yeah. One of his films. And we needed some male penis in it. Because it's all, we, we, all yeah. female nudity. We finally needed some uh, hanging dong. We needed some dong hanging. We're hanging dong four episodes into season four of They're Coming to Get You. And I forgot just how... How much this movie is, I'm going to be upfront and honest. I do not like this movie very much. Okay. I, much like The Shining, I can appreciate what they were going for. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate the aesthetic. And if you are the kind of person who like loves this movie, more the power to you. I mm-hmm. fully support that. I have a lot of friends and family who love this movie. For me, just thought it was kind of long kind of drawn out real confusing and just not not for me and that's what i chalk it up for not for me okay and uh, i guess uh, have we covered folk horror on this show yet 
I uh, don't. Th- I, I don't think so. We usually just cover a lot of really shitty slasher movies. Is, this is our first- Killer Clowns <laughs> from Outer Space? Is that folk horror? Gavin? <laughs> <laughs> is Killer Clowns? I think it is. I thought that was more elevated horror. That's true. But uh, well, I have seen this movie once in the theater, and then I bought it on Blu-ray. Then it came out in 4K. I bought this movie mainly for the colors. Uh, it's, this is a bright, I love a good color movie, uh, and, uh, and, uh, have it a 4k TV on a 4k DVD player. And then it comes out in 4k when I already bought it the first time. So I own it on Blu-ray. I've seen it two or two or three times after that. And I rewatched it specifically for this pod. And I can safely say, Gavin, I'm the only person in history ever to watch this movie on a cell phone, on a stairmaster, in the gym. <laughs> <clears throat> two different gym visits. I knew this movie's two and a half hours, and I know it's already surprising enough that I went to the gym. But I, I was like, I, I've been pretty busy recently, and I was like, all right, here's an opportunity for me to actually watch it. I usually like to be able to take notes during it, which mm-hmm. I did on my phone. But uh, I was on the the stairmaster. And the one next to me, the, the Stairmaster, people were coming on and off. And uh, it was just, it was like when I watched Terrifier on the plane and he's cutting her down the <laughs> middle. It was that sex scene that we'll talk about. And I'm just like, I had to pick the phone up and cup it. Because it's like, you're, I'm watching on a phone. So it's like, if you're looking at it, my screen, it's because you're looking at it. Yes. But also, I don't I don't need you to look over and see like... A, you know, 15 women around a guy humping a teenager, you know. <laughs> I was hoping you were Chromecasting it to, like, the screen on the Stairmaster. You're like, y'all want to watch? Y'all want to? <laughs> you were just, yeah. it's like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. You, like, offer them an earbud. Yeah. You're like, you want to, uh-huh. we got the hanging dong part coming up. You want to yeah. really get you, <laughs> really get you going. You want, you, you want me to spot you later? Uh-huh. No, it's not creepy. It's for a podcast I'm doing later. So it's not creepy. It's intellectual. This Planet Fitness black card says, I can do this. This is okay. That's true. Yeah. So (laughs) that's how I watched it. Uh, And, and, you know, normally I wouldn't mention how I watch it, but I just thought it was uh, kind of funny. This has to be up there with you watching Terrifier on a plane. (laughs) Yeah. Did anybody, like, look over and see anything? Or did you see any disgusted looks or could you tell people were watching no and i don't know people there's there were two stair climbing machines right next to each other i was on one and then the people kept coming and going pretty quickly but i did i did put like an hour plus on the stair climber uh so that's to be expected but nobody gave me a look or anything but it was also like this is a, an iPhone, whatever. It's it's a tiny screen. Yeah. So if you're looking at my phone, it's because you're trying to cheat off my test, essentially. <laughs> I just really would. I really hope that somebody was like, is, is that Midsummer? Do you mind <laughs> if I watch with you? And then they start walking on your same Stairmaster. <laughs> yeah. You guys are just walking together up the stairs. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'll let you watch it if you do call it Midsommar. Midsommar. All right. Sounds good. Then you're just tandemly walking up a stairmaster <laughs> together while watching this movie. You're uh, really sweaty. Yeah, I'm walking up the steps, sir. <laughs> uh, so you saw it in theaters. I never mm-hmm. saw it in theaters, but we did watch it at, at home when, when it came out on Blu-ray. And I was like, eh, not for me. Mm-hmm. And I've watched it a couple. I've watched it like one more time after that and then for this podcast. And I was like, 
eh, not not for me. Okay. But I've watched enough YouTube videos and things like that to like appreciate what 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 they're doing and being like, did you know in the in the trees you can see her sister wearing the gas mask where she mm-hmm. killed her family? I'm like, that's a nice little touch. I did not notice that. But yeah. for me, it's just it's not scary as much as it is just kind of weird. It's just more <clears throat> really depressing. And I use horror as like a fun escape to get out mm-hmm. of my somewhat sometimes depressing life. And this is just a reminder that like we all get old. We're all going to die. Relationships end. Mm-hmm. Are you having fun yet? <laughs> I think this is not necessarily like a movie where there's a jump scare or a classic scare. I think this movie deals more in dread almost uh, not as much as hereditary cuz i think the two movies we'll reference maybe gavin or at least i will is will be hereditary and then also the wicker man okay and i've never <laughs> seen the wicker man yeah all i know i am familiar with how to get burned how to get burned and mm. not the bees the bees yeah. no well, you're talking about the nick cage one <laughs> not the original because i did uh, i do own that on dvd because it was at goodwill for like a dollar and I yes. heard how bad it was, so I got it. And people are correct, Gavin. Uh, it's not good. <laughs> um, that is incorrect because anything with Nicolas Cage is good. I am, it, I I will be the first to to fight for Nicolas Cage. But just yeah, but just can't defend the Wicker Man. <clears throat> not the bees. The but bees. I, I almost suggested next week instead of the one that you said we should watch. We should watch the Wicker Man, which I didn't talk to you about uh, beforehand, but. <laughs> That, that it's very similar, uh, both folk horror. So that that's I, I will kind of reference that throughout the podcast. But should we just talk about the first twelve minutes of this movie? Because yeah. on on the field trip, you did an episode. You and I did it was two part of the best movie intros, and I would say <clears throat> this is a good movie intro. But it's I wouldn't say it's the best because I don't want to watch this. Too many times. It's too it's, heavy. Yeah, it, it it's kicks off way too heavy, and the dread sets in, and you're like, I don't want to watch this. Like the bank robbery scene from The Dark Knight, you could watch that as its own short mm-hmm. film. I kill the bus driver, and you're like, yes, say it again, Heath Ledger. Even say saving it again, Private Ryan. Like, yeah, saving Private. <laughs> even saving Private Ryan's a little heavy. It's heavy, Just, but I'd rather watch that than this. Oh, again. that's true. It's like I'd rather watch <clears throat> men dying on the beaches of Normandy. That, that than, real events, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that real, inspired by a true story. Yeah. Uh, it's so heavy. You've got the main characters of Danny and Christian. They're in a relationship that is that is not going anywhere. And you can tell Christian's about to break up with her. And he's like, babe, your sister's just doing this for attention. You always give her the attention. And then he hangs up. And then she calls him back a little bit later. And she's just wailing, just weeping because her sister was not doing it for attention. And in a very gruesome, awful, God, it's so... Oh, God, it's so much. Just yeah. uh, she carbon monoxides her parents and and carbon monoxides herself, like, directly. Like, puts on a mask and just, like, kills herself and her family. I was born in the exhaust. <laughs> you, you merely adapted to it. You I, merely... It was <laughs> just so much. And this is why we got to buy electric. This is why we got to switch over. Yeah. At least, that, at least with the Prius, it would have taken. They would have been able to get there in time. They would have been like, is that a, 
Are you trying to kill us with the Prius? <laughs> you trying to kill us with the Prius? We're not rich enough to afford a Tesla, so. <laughs> be like, you're going to have to be in there for a little bit. It'd be morning and they'd be like, anybody smell that? Anybody? Uh, anybody my chest that? hurts a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, can I? Can I? I was watching uh, this and it reminded me, we moved into this house a few years ago, Gavin, and one yes. of the first purchases was uh, carbon monoxide uh, detectors, which, mm-hmm. do you have those at your house? I believe so. You believe or do you not? Because that's kind of important. <laughs> Because we, I bought two or three new ones, but then there was one that came with the house. The house is old. This detector was old, and you could tell. But I was also like, it's not, it's not hurting it to just have an extra one. Yeah. And it was, you know, maybe this year or early last year. So it was a couple months ago, though. But we wake up and the one's going off. The old one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Produce wife's freaking out. I'm, I'm concerned, but I'm also just like mad that it woke me up. <laughs> None of none of the other two or three that we have are going off, but the old one's going off, and I'm on <clears throat> Google looking it up, and they say sometimes the old ones just go bad. So I I move one to a you know one of the new ones to our room, and I, I'm sleeping in the living room, and it was like I was so tired, so I put the new one on the wall, and I was I set an alarm on my phone for a half hour, and I was just like, <laughs> if I wake up in a half hour, I'm not dead. I, it should be good, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't, we didn't even crack a window. It was just like, uh, I'm just tired. So <laughs> thankfully God. I'm not dead, but it was the older one that was going off. So it was just, it, it was old and going off for no reason. Yeah. I think sometime after a certain point, you, you just, it's something that you just have new, you know? Yeah. But it yeah. was, yeah, it was just like, all right, I'll set it for 20 minutes. And if I wake up, uh, not dead, then I, it was just a faulty one. It's like when you hear the the tornado sirens going off in the middle of the night. You're like, "Well, I'm all. I mean, we sleep in a basement already, so it's like, well, we're already in the basement. Yeah. I mean, what else? What else do we need to do? I mean, if if we wake up and the house has gone above us, then yeah, then we'll know. But I gotta work in a few hours. If I hear a train, that just means a tornado. <laughs> then I'll do something about it. But until then, <laughs> let me sleep. If I wake up in the eye of this bitch, I will. <laughs> it's the safest place to be. Helen Hunt, what are you doing here? <laughs> Dorothy Four. You got to cut up the Coke cans, and then then we'll know. Uh, we should we should do movies that are, horror movies that aren't horror because Twister would be one of them. Oh, Twister's so good though, so good. It is. Uh, but the just that, just the that's to me that beginning part where the parents die is the true horror because she's left without Christian, who is a shitty boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but also I think part of it is, is her fault because how do you not realize this dude just not into this relationship? I think she does a little bit, but I, she, it's like, he's an emotional support boyfriend, which <clears throat> that's what spouses are for sometimes. Yeah. Is the support, but it, how do you just not see that he's shitty? Cut it, cut it loose. And but after after the parents die, I I get it that why yeah. she, why she sticks with this dude. But I'm just like, just he's a pussy. Yeah. Just break up with her. Yeah. However, you can't be like, I'm sorry about your whole family dying. No, and he also, was right for, yeah, to stay yeah. with her. But it was yeah. before that. Yeah. It's like he just dreads when she calls. Yeah, he's just like, whatever, babe. I'll I'll talk to you later. All right, later. Bye. Yeah, 
And but, all yeah. his friends hate her. <laughs> all his fr- yeah, you've got his friends who do not like her. And what uh, the opening that gets me is that the the slow motion of the cops going to the house and like looking at everything. Yeah. And just how it's slow motion and like the lights, how it's shot and just eerie middle of the night style type stuff. And it's mm-hmm. just also the ingenuity to rig up a whole ass gassing of your house. Yeah. That's that she had to go to a Home Depot and buy a lot of vacuum tubing mm-hmm. to fill up a house. Cause that was, they were on like the second story. So she's running all kinds of stuff. And I think eventually that would have killed them anyway if she just let it run yeah but uh it makes for what a great visual for when i mean great it's like god that's so terrible that's somebody who wants to die when you're when you when you put on a mask that is just pumping carbon monoxide exhaust into your mouth you think she was at lowe's like putting it over her mouth like what do you what do you think (laughs) this one or this one (laughs) well this this was actually on sale right now no that you know i you know what? I want to. I want to die, but also yeah. I'm, I'm on a budget. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. To be <laughs> it doesn't honest, matter. put it on my credit card. <laughs> uh, some... Do you want to? You know that cashier was like, "You want to open a Lowe's card?" And she's like, "Absolutely, <laughs> sure." <laughs> I'll take a candy you know, bar too. You know what? That credit uh, app still counts. I'm, I'm getting my. <laughs> I'm hitting my uh, extras. Um, and I. Th- that's the thing. I think Ari Aster does very well. By the, you know, the actresses he chooses uh, with Tony Collette. Like, there's mm-hmm. a scene in Hereditary where she is just doubled over on the floor wailing. Oh, yeah. And then the, it's almost a similar scene of of Danny wailing into his arms. And it just it zooms past them into, like, out the window. And it's just like... It, that's why I don't want to rewatch this opening because it's like you that's real pain. Like it's Oh yeah. It could for happen sure. to anybody. And yeah. it just the whale, it's like, what do you do in that moment? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> just getting the worst news or having the worst experience of your life and then how do you react to it? Mm-hmm. And just ooh. I do want to address something real quick, uh, because this has been on my mind for for a minute. Uh, and I knew that we were going to talk about Hereditary and Midsummer on this podcast. Midsummer, um, go ahead. Are you you're Midsummer? <laughs> Midsummer. I was going Midsummer with the A on the end. Midsummer, uh, summertime. <laughs> um, are you ever on Reddit and go to like the horror section of Reddit? I was only on Reddit to read about this movie. I do go to anytime I'm like I need something. I type it in and I put Reddit so I can get real people's reviews or whatever but i i don't go to horror reddit very often okay so there's a reddit for a horror called r slash horror yeah and once a week or two three times a week there's somebody who posts in there guys just watch hereditary for the first time oh my god i cannot believe i did not watch this mm-hmm. and then uh yesterday uh, uh from when, when we're recording this somebody's like just watched right here for the first time. How did Tony Collette not mm-hmm. get an Oscar nomination? And we're like, we've been here for five years. Yeah. You are not the first person. <laughs> and they do this with like all of Ari Aster's movies, and they all do it with like Midsummer. Well, like, just watch Midsummer. What do you think the ending means? It's like, go to YouTube. Yeah. So if you ever are thinking about tweeting at Brent or I and being like, do you think Tony Collette deserved an Oscar nomination for her? 
Yes. Yeah. Collectively. We all think so. Do we think Florence Pugh did a great job in this as an actress? Absolutely. <laughs> have we have we seen The Exorcist? Yes. Because <laughs> every other time on Reddit, they're like, guys, have you seen The Exorcist? What were they thinking? Am I right? And we're, it's, it's a joke where people in the comments are like, oh, mom said it's my turn to post about Hereditary this week. <laughs> well, so I, I mean, the, the thing is, I guess that's a testament to how good it is. It's just also when you're in a horror group for so long or any group and it's like, what what's the best uh, recipe for hummingbird feeders? And you're like, <laughs> somebody just posted that the other day. <laughs> Guys, I just watched, I found this little independent movie called John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, that's a real post I've seen where they're like, I just watched this movie called The Thing. Anybody else have heard of it? It's like, we are aware. Yeah, you're on a horror group already, dude. Like, <laughs> We have, uh, I think I've heard somebody mention it once or twice in my years <laughs> on this earth. But I, but I, I don't want to get too off topic, but I'm just like, Tony Collette was really good in Hereditary, right? Yeah. Yeah. She yep, was. We all but, think that. But even though this is not my cup of tea, I will say all the performances are great. And Florence Pugh is absolutely wonderful. She does. This was kind of before she hit it big. Uh, she's now part of like the Marvel Universe. She's in like the MCU now. Mm -hmm. She was also in. Uh, she was in the WWE movie Fighting for My Family, where she okay. played where she played Paige. But this was kind of like her real coming out party as like an actress was mm -hmm. the role of Danny. I think she's fantastic, and I don't. I don't know that there's a bad acting choice in this movie. Uh, I think she's great, and I, I you know, I've at, I think as just said earlier, I've not seen Bo is Afraid, but with what Ari Aster's done with Midsummer and and Hereditary, I'm like this could be like the new guy. You know, there's yeah. Jordan Peele, there's Ari Aster. These these guys are like the new people that people will talk about in thirty years. I've got to give. I, I, I still need to see Bo. I still need to see Bo is afraid. But if Bo is afraid is kind of a stinker, I'm gonna put Ari Aster in the same category as Zack Snyder, where he made the Dawn of the Dead remake, which I loved, and then he made like all these movies that I liked less and less. Like I didn't okay. like. I, I didn't love 300. I didn't love his his DC Universe stuff, and I'm like, oh, you made what? Sucker Punch is terrible. And I was like, That's "Oh, you wrong. made one movie, so so I'll see." <laughs> you, you, do you like Sucker Punch? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. And Sucker uh, the Sucker Punch too, right? Are we thinking of the a... same movie? No, I Sucker think. Uh, is there a Sucker Punch too? Uh, okay, I didn't. Say, I'm thinking about uh, some other movie. Uh, what's that? Um, I'll think of it in a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, no, so, so Sucker Punch is the one where it's like the girls in the schoolgirl outfits. It's like a Nine Inch Nails music video It's with like weird samurai stuff. But, yeah. So hopefully Ari Aster, hopefully after a while watching Bo's Afraid, I can just kind of chalk Midsummer up as like a personal miss. Yeah. But um, the whole I was thinking of Kick-Ass, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Kick-Ass is much better. I like Kick-Ass 1 and 2. Okay. Yes, those are I, I enjoy those much better than Sucker Punch. I haven't seen Sucker Punch, but just for the sake of argument, I think you're stupid and you're shallow <laughs> and pedantic. There are some people who really do like Sucker Punch and do defend it. Okay. So I'm sure I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm sure I'll hear from them. They'll be like, Sucker Punch is good. And did you hear about Tony Collette? <laughs> Oscar she was nominated, so I hear. good in Sucker Punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, do, do you want to talk about the overall just Danny and Christian? Because, my God, this guy is just shitty. 
Yeah, and he's not like overtly shitty. He's not like super abusive shitty or anything like that. He's just kind of like disinterested and emotionally checked out of the relationship. Yeah, he's kind of gaslighty a little bit. Oh, 100% gaslighty. <laughs> just saying like she he'll do something shitty and then she'll end up apologizing to him yeah. for, for for the shitty thing that he did, which is a classic like it, it's classic gaslighting and like mm-hmm. relationships that, that are not very healthy. So Christian's got all them red flags. It's it, especially that scene when they're at the party. Hey, she's been sleeping all day because she's grieving. And yeah. he's like, I'm just going to go to this party for like 45 minutes. And it's like, you know, 45 minutes means two hours. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'll go with you. And then they're standing around and they're like, yeah, we're all going to Sweden. And <laughs> she's just looking at him and he's like, you know, I uh, we might. I don't, I don't know. I and they're like, oh, she's like, when are you guys leaving? She, they're like, two weeks. Uh, he, you know, you might just buy an international plane ticket, which is already expensive enough, and then put put a two weeks notice on it. And he already had the ticket. And he's like, you know, uh, what's a big deal? Like, just what is shit? Just say you're going, man. Yeah, just say you're going and be gone and be gone. But then you have the friend of, is it Pell or Pele? Pele. Pele. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hey, Studio I, I, Girl, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sweet. He's, he wants to go back to his little Swedish village. Um, you've got the character of, you've got Christian and Josh who are working on their thesis mm-hmm. uh, for, for their anthropology class. Josh is to, the, uh, the brainiac, the scholar, or as many people in this movie would call him, the black guy, because I believe there's <laughs> only one. Yes. Uh, uh, there's, I believe there's a lot of article calls, uh, a lot of uh, academic article is called Midsummer's So White. <laughs> well, and, but, and producer wife and I would call him Cheaty because yeah. his character on The Good Place is named Cheaty. <laughs> so it's like we we don't even know his name in this movie. We call him a different character's name. I was going to say he plays Cheaty on The Good Place. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know, Cheaty. Like so Cheaty, we, right? Like we were talking about this movie and she's like, oh, yeah, that's a, a Cheaty's character. <laughs> And then uh, Will Poulter, who plays Mark, he's in We're the Millers. So it's like, you know, the We're the Millers guy. And, mm-hmm. like, the meme. who's uh, He's like, you guys got what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we don't respect acting at no, all. not at all. Cheaty and We're the Millers guy. But uh, Pele is over here like, no, you should come. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of showing and kind of manipulating all the things in the movie to see what, what, what we eventually have. They're going to Sweden to celebrate a, 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 this really uh, messed up festival that seems just like a fun little getaway, almost like, like a Ren Fair. And then very quickly they're like, "Nah, th- this ain't a Ren Fair. This is a th- this is a cult. You're, it's a movie about a cult. It's it's a movie about a cult, and you wonder how like how much planning went into it because uh, obviously Pele is is into Danny and kind of not manipulates but he he's not upset by her tagging along no not at all because christian's like i invited her but she's not gonna come and if i was his friends i understand what she was going through but have you ever been on like an outing and somebody brings somebody that you didn't know was gonna be there oh yeah and it might Mm -hmm. not be even a problem but they didn't say that they were coming and now it's just a different dynamic oh yeah i've had a friend before i this there's a very good example of this I had a we all went on a camping trip. It was me and a girl I was dating at the time, and like our core friend group. Mm-hmm. And one of our friends was like, 
I don't know if I'm going to come or not, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to come. I'm just, I'm just not going to come. And then, uh, well, like two days before the trip, he's like, okay, I guess I'll come. Mm-hmm. And, and he came, and it was fine, and we knew he was coming, but he, him and his girlfriend came, and it was fun, and it, and, and it was fine. However, he and his girlfriend took one of the beds that was like a double bed, and our married friends actually had to take like like the two twin beds because they were like too nice to say anything. Yeah. And we're like, you you act like you weren't going to come for like the entire time, and now you thought you were entitled to like the big bed. Mm-hmm. So I definitely get that uncomfortableness of like, what are... Okay, and we're all just too nice to say anything about it. But it's it's just like I I don't mind if you bring somebody for the most part, but don't just spring it on me. Say they're coming. Yeah. You know, cuz I would if I were Christian's friends, I think, you know, Marky's like, "Hey, can I get you to look at this paragraph back here?" And you know when they went back, he was probably like, "Man, what the fuck, dude?" Like Especially, you, he's the one trying to get laid the whole movie, you know. Yeah, he's just like, "What are you doing? What are? Don't be bringing her. Should be bringing the vibe down in Sweden at this cult yeah. festival. Like, come <laughs> on." Yeah, well, because he's like, "Hey, can we hit Stockholm? There's a lot of, you know, women there. Like, he's trying to get laid." But I just that was the thing where I was like, "Dude, you're just break up with her if that's like," and uh, he would have been wrong for doing that. But also, he's kind of wrong for staying too. Yeah, Christian is the real victim here, is what yeah. we're saying. He can't stay, he can't go. He's like a he's like a clash song right now. He can't stay or should he go? <laughs> he doesn't know. He does not know. And uh, th- I did I do want to point out in that scene, there's a lot of mirrors in this movie too. Uh when they leave. There's this the scene when they go into Danny's apartment and they're talking about the plane ticket. And I don't know what that significance is. I don't know if it's cause Ari Aster just makes those choices. That I I like, but I'll, like sometimes you make unique choices in movies, and now I'm thinking, what does that mean? When really sometimes a scene is a scene, you know? Yeah. Oh, when when she goes to like one room and then is in the plane bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. But I'm, then it. I, sometimes I just think it's a cool transition, a cool way to do a movie. Yeah. But it's like this is a movie that you can read into most things. Yeah. And not be wrong, or at least have a good hunch about what it. I, what I love about a movie is when you can watch a movie and then the amount of homework <laughs> that you have to watch afterwards. You're like, so what did that actually mean? I I love having to read a dissertation on what the bathroom transition means. I, do I think like the, I like a, when I go to Reddit after a movie to see what we all thought. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like going to Reddit and hearing about uh, underrated gems like The Thing, The Exorcist, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, underrated movies like that. But yeah, I do like seeing fan theory. I, I do like theories. But so sometimes Midsummer is a very dense movie, and it gets so dense. I put Midsummer in the same in the same area of of The Shining, mm-hmm. where you can dissect it and dissect it and dissect it until everything is meaningless, but means so much at the same time. Where well, this doesn't mean anything, but it does mean to where mm-hmm. everybody's arguing where nothing means anything anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's why I do respect it because it is a very layered movie. You've got a lot of people here. Uh, one thing I don't want to do, and I'm I'm straight edge. I don't do anything. Uh, I'm kind of boring. But one thing I don't want to do is land in Sweden and then immediately start doing <laughs> drugs. That seems like a bad time, especially for Danny, who mm-hmm. clearly does not want to take drugs. And they're like, just do it. And she's we like, I'm trip, grieving. Yeah. I'm grieving. Yeah, it's like, I've never done shrooms, but I also, 
you know, I know that you you probably should do them with a good uh, mood when you have a good <laughs> mood because I've heard like don't drink unless you're happy. I've heard that, yeah. and I know that you're unique and that you're straight edge. You don't do any of that stuff. Yeah, and but then I also we all know some guy that as soon as he starts drinking he gets sad or a, a person and you're just like why did we why did we invite him to Sweden you know <laughs> yeah um but you had suggested you're like you want to do shrooms and, and do do the podcast I'm like no <laughs> my podcast is now a pterodactyl and it's trying to fight me I, <laughs> I don't enjoy, I'm, I'm not enjoying this experience at all would you do shrooms Gavin because you you don't do any of that but I was I gonna ask it. you would you do shrooms in a safe no. environment? No, no, because it still counts as drugs. It but still so counts as, it's from it's the still, that is from the earth. Well, so is a lot of drugs. Cocaine is also from the earth. It's from I, the yeah, but species. I, but also, I th- I feel like coke and mushrooms are different in that I don't know anybody addicted to mushrooms. You know, <laughs> <laughs> listen, there was a man at the noble Romans, a monster. Who had oh, mushrooms boy. for eyes? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I just don't do any of it. I just, mm-hmm. I don't trust my own mental health enough to do any of that stuff. That's why I don't drink. That's why I don't do drugs. Yeah, because I have anxiety and depression, and I really worry that I would use those things to to not just drink when I'm happy, but to drink when mm-hmm. I'm sad and depressed. Yeah, and that is a that is a path to a bad a bad place. That's also so, a good to be that self aware. Yeah. So that's why I don't. So that's why I don't do that. So that's why I don't want to do mushrooms because I know that some people are like, I really opened up my mind. I connected dots I never saw before. Mm-hmm. And we're we're in comedy. There's uh, I can't remember who the comedian is, but uh, there's a very popular comedian who talks about like psychedelics a lot. Bill Hicks. <laughs> Bill Hicks did it, and then I uh, there's somebody new. I can't remember who it is. He's but... been on the field trip, and now I can't think of his name. I'll Bill Hicks. To... No, his show is called A Good Trip. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of comedians we do, and they're like, I wrote my best stuff when I was on shrooms and just opened my mind. And I don't trust my mind to take me to a good place on a trip. I just assume it's going to descend me into a hell mouth. Shane Moss? Are you thinking about Shane Moss is who I'm thinking of. I mean, Joe Rogan, too, but. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just, that's, that's a great skill to have because a lot of people. Don't know the difference between a party and a problem. Yeah, that's a good thing. Did, did you make that up? Is that no, I heard that, that from somebody else, and I was like, that's <laughs> great. I should say that as my own. <laughs> I should say that and claim it as my own. I should do that. No, I heard that from somewhere else. That's the thing yeah, I'm, no, I'm good as I heard. I hear good phrases and sayings, and I'm like, I'm keeping that because that's good. That, you know that That is a good phrase. I, I love learning that kind of stuff. You have the main group of people who are in uh, Sweden, but then you also have... Uh, I forgot how many tertiary characters there are mm-hmm. in this. Like, you got Simon and Connie, and you're like, y'all ain't, y'all ain't nobodies. Y'all yeah. ain't really anybody. You're not going to you, be around very long. You ain't <laughs> going to be around very long. And you can tell once they get to Sweden and they do, do do the trip, like, things are amiss immediately. There's all kinds of dancing. Everybody's in white. And without going, like, shot, shot for shot, Let's get to when the weird starts happening, because mm-hmm. you see tapestries, and mm-hmm. before you know it, you've got Christian getting eyes made at him by Maha, or Maja. Uh, Maya is her name. Ma- Ma- I'm just looking at the... <clears throat> I did that looking- too, but I remembered in, her na- in the movie her name's Maya, but it's that weird <laughs> Swedish spelling. M-A-J-A. That is not Maya, that's Maja. I do believe that is a bookshelf at Ikea. 
<laughs> I don't like I IKEA. When you... to... I had trouble I'm... putting together my maja. I am sitting at an IKEA desk, but I, it's never called desk. Like I, <laughs> I like that store, but I don't want to say, uh, you know, maja. I just be like, "Where's the desk?" And they're like, "You mean the maja?" I'm like, "No, the desk. I want a desk." Looking for a tasteful shelf. You made the Frumperstein? Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Where do you keep your Frumpersteins, please? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, This Frumperstein has extra pieces. Why is all this wood left? Frumperstein? Don't they sing Duhast? (laughs) Am I right, folks? Am I right? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. That was Rammstein. Okay. Sorry, guys. That's a joke for four people. And right, right now they're like duhas. They're they're wearing the blackest shirts imaginable. The blackest shirts, the devil's shirts. <laughs> I do remember the the clothes rack I got from IKEA. My mom wanted one, and it's called a Riga, R I G G A. No, 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 can't like, say that. Nope. Can't, I was like, can I, no, the clothes. I want a clothes rack. I don't want to that. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to accidentally slip up. When I'm oh, talking why to, would you to... accidentally do it? Is that always on your tongue? No, <laughs> it's not. What if Morgan Wallen comes over? What if? He... <laughs> yeah, you know he's gonna sing it in auto tune. <laughs> yeah, we I get like that di- rack. that dynamic of of Christian and Maya because she uh, Pele says you know just last year she got the whatever the phrase is, but she's allowed to have sex now, which is a just a weird community thing of now you have our blessing to fuck. <laughs> you all right we the jedi council has met and we've decided you've been able to become unflowered deflowered yeah unflowered is much <laughs> oh god unflowered sounds terrible you're allowed to mate you're allowed to mate and this is also uh, a society that has like a lot of incest so they bring in outsiders just to like breed mm-hmm. and then they have some people who just uh, their entire thing is just to uh, be inbred. And that's where you get the Oracle, whose mm-hmm. name I cannot... What is his name? I don't remember. I just called him the Oracle in my notes. I don't remember yeah. his name. The Oracle is much nicer <laughs> than that incest guy. Which... Uh, he looks like yes. he got stung by a bee. He looks like... Um, he remind, He gives off very big sloth from Goonies vibes. Okay, and I can see that. And basically, they is inbred, and they keep giving like deep inbreeding, and they like several generations deep, and they call him the Oracle, and then he's mentally not there, and they 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 have him like just color like rudimentary thing. They're like, Ruben. And then we interpret it. Ruben, yes, named after, and the then sandwich. they just <laughs> named after the sandwich. That is, um, yeah. they he has colors, and then then they're like, we're gonna we're gonna use that as like our sacred text, and you're yeah. like, that's okay. That doesn't. I do, I do love that there's a whole world. There's mythos to this. Like, yeah, it's, it's not as much as like it. Like, it's it's much more. I mean, than like an you know John Wick has. There's a there's a world where he's paying with these coins, and you're like, what? How does those how do those coins work and stuff? You mm-hmm. know, I love a movie where it's like this is a world that I this could be a video game, really. You know. Yes, the mid- <laughs> you want to play open- the midsummer video game? <laughs> you want to play? Do you remember the midsummer tie-in mobile game? <laughs> you know how yeah. you take too many shrooms and the screen gets all <laughs> wow, yeah. And you gotta, it, I, I mean, I guess they could do like a just dance style game where you got to just dance around in a circle. the maple. It's yeah, it's DDR, <laughs> but it's just a circle. <laughs> this the worst. Keep it going. <laughs> Parappa <laughs> the Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Kick punch. It's all in the mind. <laughs> yeah, but, but we have the the Oracle who's like, I, is he the guy that like predicts the direction of the community? I don't, I don't understand what the his significance is really. I don't know. I guess they like interpret his drawings as like what they need to do or. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much like a pug where they've just inbred and inbred and then, (laughs) you know, you shouldn't do that, you know? Listen, growing up, we had a pug and sometimes he would take the most artistic poops and I was like, let's interpret this and make a community out of it. No photos. (laughs) No photos for the pug. (laughs) Yeah, because the whole point is that Josh, Cheaty, if you will. Cheaty. Cheaty wants to do like anthro, uh, anthro... Dissertation. Yeah, dissertation. I was like, anthropomorphic? That's not the word. <laughs> uh, anthropological. There we go. Uh, wants to do a lot of re-research and like expose and like show this festival. And the festival is basically just like a celebration of life and fertility and people wearing big old flower crowns. Mm-hmm. And there's sacrifices that have to be made. But the part that made, like up until a certain point, midsummer is still kind of like, what's this about? What is this community about? And then they go to the ceremony with the two old people on the cliff. And Brent, let's talk about that. That in the theater, there's a, it's like Ari Aster is very good because there's a moment in in Hereditary. I won't say it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Where I was like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. And that who knows that might be foreshadowing the end of this episode. <laughs> I said, "Oh shit!" But like when they they're so they're at the top. It's the the oldest uh, actors because Pele and and the thing says we go by season. So one to eighteen, your uh, spring, and then so essentially these people at the end of their life, and the whole dinner's about them. And then they take them up to the mountain. And you think, maybe I know where this is going, I think. But even when you know where it's going, you 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 see it, but also you hear it. Yeah. And it, and it was just like, God damn. <laughs> That's some good Foley work. Yeah. That's some, it was Mick Foley some... off the top of the cage. <laughs> By God, he's broken in half. Stop By the damn God, match. hit him with the hammer. <laughs> Stop the damn match. That's a human being. <laughs> Somebody should put the Jim Ross's audio over that scene. As God is my witness, he is brokered in half. By God, this man's got a family. <laughs> they're over there watching, actually. Yeah, they're, they're right. There. They totally condone this. Um, but you have the the lady. The also these these old people are only like seventy two. Uh, they seem not... pretty with it though. Like, yeah, they seem pretty like they could do like a seniors golf tour. Yeah, that's how with it they are. They could be on the seniors PGA, but you watch the lady just go straight down, head hits the rock, and then she is dead immediately. And you're like, holy shit! The sounds, whatever, it's like whatever meat hitting, meat. meat hitting, whatever foley artist had to like just drop meat on some rocks to record mm-hmm. it. Well done, because you captured what I think that would sound like. Yeah. But then the guy, he kind of uh, doesn't do it right. He he jumps straight down and just breaks his legs and hits his back and, like, crushes his head. But he's still alive. He's still kicking. And, and like, he's on the ground, and you hear him start to moan. 
And that's the thing that happens a couple times in this movie where the rest of the Harga like match his pain. This is very much like a, they're like a beehive where yeah. if like one bee is affected, they all feel it somehow. And I don't, it's like an interesting touch for this community. You know, they all start to wail. And I saw that and I saw them all doing it. And I said, not the bees, not the not bees. Not the bees. Uh, that the, the practice is actually uh, something Ari Aster found in his research. There was a practice in Norse myth- mythology called uh, Atastupa. Sorry. Uh, there were, this was where in certain cultures, the elderly were expected to sacrifice themselves for the good of the village when they were no longer able to support themselves. And uh, they'd often be uh, killed themselves by uh, being thrown off a cliff. Hmm. So and that's then, real. Uh, yeah, I, I did see that as well. And then the old the 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 man is on there wailing. Everybody's doing doing their noises, mm-hmm. and then just somebody gets to be uh, like hammer time, and just gets to hit him with a big old oversized hammer. It's like that's I call it like a Silent Hill hammer. <laughs> you know how the those bad guys in Silent Hill have like those overly long swords or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's like also if I'm that guy that jumped. Why isn't the hammer guy at the front of the group? Because he's like standing back amongst the people. <laughs> and it's like, I need I need to hit. And then if I'm moving, you hammer me quick. Don't let me <laughs> just sit there for 30 seconds. Yeah, just <laughs> hammer guy's like, oh, sorry, sorry. I was oh, my bad. I was texting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. You know, we have these things so much and you. you we rarely the hammer's mostly ceremonial. Yeah, uh, you don't expect to have to use it, but I th- this is one of those cases. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh my bad. I, you know I'm union, so we can't really. Uh, you know I've been on a job for an hour, but if you want me to even 15 minutes, uh, that still counts as an hour. You know. But and then right. then they like take turns hitting that guy, and that's the other part where it's like they show the hammer hit and like caves his face in. Like that part of the movie's done so well, where it's like that. I, I assume it was a practical effect where they just it was. hit the guy's face, and you're like, Ugh, and it it pops up a little later in the movie too. It just mm-hmm. looks gross. Yeah, and this movie is not overly gory, but when it does do the gore and violence, you're like, this movie is not playing around. It definitely yeah. wants to. It's not the fun kind of over-the-top violence like a Friday the 13th or a, a Nightmare on Elm Street. It's deeply grisly, realistic, unsettling, and awful. Yeah. What are you going to do? Knock my block off? <laughs> and then he got shoved That's, off a cliff. <laughs> that was actually one of the, the deleted scenes where they actually have Shorty from Killer Clowns actually <laughs> punching them off the cliff. This little gibberish. Do you think it would have been funny if they had the Swedish chef in this movie just in the background? He's just like putting pubic hair in the little pies. Can we talk about just how much they fuck with food in this? And just before we get to that, nobody else in the like even Christian is, they're all disturbed by seeing this, but i that's also part of the scene is like how nobody is really disturbed. The people yeah. are just watching because it's normal. And mm-hmm. even uh, Josh, Cheaty, I think kind of knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah. 
He, yeah, but it's still like he knows it's gonna happen, but then he like sees it happen. He's like, oh god, oh yeah. And, and Mark Christian goes is, and takes a nap. Like, would you <laughs> would you be mad if you went and took a nap and didn't get to see that? Um, uh, no, I'm good. It's one of the things that that you think you want to see. Yeah, and then you get there and you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, oh, I should, uh, you know, in hindsight, I should have shouldn't have went to take a nap because <laughs> now I can't unsee the meat splatter on the rocks. I re- I. For me, I hate when I take a nap and miss the ritual suicide. It's it's really it's 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 really upsetting when you. I miss told that. you guys, get me up. <laughs> I said I set some alarms. I said wake me up. Don't <laughs> I don't care how happy I don't care how happy I look or how sound asleep I look. Just wake me up. <laughs> I want to see some old people plummet to their death. <laughs> uh, but the food. This movie makes you so weary of people who are making your food. Mm-hmm. You've got like weird meat pies with pubes in it. You've got the lemonade that's slightly redder than everybody else's mm-hmm. because Maya is putting her putting her her blood yeah. from her vagina. Well I, I've heard a drink I've heard of a drink being on the rocks but never on the rag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God, I hate how good that was. <laughs> I really hate your Andrew Dice Clay set you're doing right now. Oh! <laughs> you're here, but Hickory Dickory Duck, your mother's a whore. Yeah, yeah you only had that drink a couple times a month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the vampire, you know what the vampire le- lesbian said? Same time next month? Oh, am I right? Oh, is am that, I is right? that an Andrew Dice Clay joke? It's not, but it's a real joke. That's good. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. that. Can I use that? <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's go. up there with a party and a problem. I'm taking that. <laughs> I like the one is like a very inspirational thing to <laughs> yep. say. The other is just like a really gross joke. A period joke. <laughs> I like to call it a period piece, but that's just me. Yep, that's true. That's you know that's <laughs> I what. Like uh, I like what, the way that got no lap. It just well, it just sat there fucking flat, and you just acknowledge you're like, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, you know, uh, who is it that uh, that had his his blue period? Uh, the it painter was Van Gogh. Picasso, Van Gogh, yeah, Van Gogh, I believe. Well, then he he started using uh, menstrual blood. <laughs> it was a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> this is gross. There's a long way to get get there, but but we got yeah. there. Well, and that whole ritual, if I don't know, like how close closely you paid to this, paid attention to this movie, but that ritual is on one of those tapestries. It yeah. shows what she's gonna do. Yeah, throughout that and, that whole you know process. And you just hope that she does it. You just hope yeah. that that she's not gonna do it. And this is when things start to kind of go awry because you can see that Pele is starting to take more interest in Danny and kind of separating her from the group. And then you've mm-hmm. got. Simon and Connie, who are just the the sacrificial lambs for this, who can tell like I want to. Li- they they're smart because they're like we just watched some old people nosedive off a cliff. We should probably go home. Mm-hmm. We should probably leave, and that's when they kind of all disappear. I, I I don't think they're smart for that. I think if they were smart, they would have been like, no, I total this is great. You guys were good, and then at night just been like. Let's get let's get out of here. Don't say a word to anybody. Just leave. Let's just leave in the dead of night, and we'll I'm sure we'll be fine. Let's just leave. Irish goodbye. And then you've got uh, Mark, who's pissing on the ceremonial tree. He, the whole movie, this dude's an asshole. Like just he's trying to get a little stank on his hang down the whole movie, <laughs> and uh, like he has a there's a good uh, at the beginning of the movie. 
after they get off the plane, they got to drive to this town and he like he makes eyes at the the Swedish women off to the side and he's like, "Oh, why did that why do you think all the women here are so beautiful?" And uh I think it's uh Chidi says the Vikings grabbed all the best babes from other countries and dragged them over. And if mm. that's not foreshadowing in this movie where it's like Pele brought over uh, <laughs> uh Danny Forcey, for yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's how they bring in outsiders to breed, and then by by the end of it, spoiler, Danny's kind of like part of the family now. Like mm-hmm. she found that family in that sense that she's been missing. But yeah. Connie and Simon are go, go go missing. Mark pees on a tree. Not even then, out of like everybody can see you, dude. <laughs> it's not even like in the woods. It's just up up against a tree. Like it's not like the tree was in the woods. It was just there in the middle yeah. of the field. And he's like, "What? It's a tree." Well, it's like. Dude, you're an outsider in this community, so just do what they do. You, nobody's yeah. pissing anywhere, you know? <laughs> nobody's pooping anywhere. Nobody's peeing. They're holding it like gentlemen. He's. They all, like, that's the thing with these outsiders. Even there's another quote in the movie where they uh, uh, Christian wants to get in that, like, that big train thing that they're, they're running around and everybody's, mm-hmm. like, touching each other. And uh, he's like, how do we get in on this? And Pele says, well, you're an American. Just jam yourself in there. He doesn't say it like he says it in a friendly way, but that's also what all these people are doing. They're like trying to take pictures and and tell people about it. And this is not what these people want. It's like that American thing of coming over and now let me use it for my own personal gain. Mm -hmm. And uh, just kind of judgment. This is a hard movie to try to like, describe what happens because so much happens and it's a very yeah. it's a very long movie but you get to the point where like mark gets killed and gets like skinned and somebody's like wearing his face and not only wearing his face but like wearing his legs yeah. and like his leg skin and like his actual penis so you get some dong hanging later you got somebody's dong being worn by somebody else so you could have like double dong there if you really <laughs> wanted to the slopstical course <laughs> I didn't even see the, I only saw the face part. Granted, I was watching on an iPhone, but I've seen this movie yeah. before. But it's, uh, I yeah, I didn't, he was like wearing the full body suit. Yeah, I was watching um, the kill count on the dead, like, like I watch sometimes to, as like a refresher to find like little mm-hmm. tidbits and things. And apparently, yeah, he's wearing the legs as well. Okay. And, and the, like, the significance of that is like the kids are early in the movie are playing a game called what, Skin the Fool? Yeah, Skin the Fool. And Mark is clearly the fool, and you're like, oh, it was foreshadowing. Mm, foreskin foreshadowing. Yeah, <laughs> for foreskinning. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and yeah. then you've just got a lot of crazy shit going down. And then this is where it kind of divides into, they keep drugging Christian. Like, Christian keeps getting drugged. Danny's getting separated from him. She's getting more involved in, like, the maypole stuff and, like, the flower crown. Helping and then, to but, cook. Yeah, you've got uh, Cheedy trying to get a photo of the book, and then he he's the one who actually sees naked Mark, like the Mark uh, skin suit wearing, and then he gets hammered in the head by somebody. Mm-hmm. So all these friends are getting picked off one by one by this cult, and then Christian's getting drugged like so much, like 
He's uh, getting like he's getting pocket sand drugs in his face, just like yeah. fairy dust. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it was very much. Uh, was it Tajiri from wrestling? <laughs> Tajiri, Where, he got the mist. Yeah, anytime uh, it's mostly Japanese wrestlers that will spit mist into an opponent's eyes. I thought it was ve- that was very much like getting the spit uh, <laughs> in his eyes. So, did you know actually about Japanese wrestler mist that the different mists mean different things? No, I didn't. So I, I can't remember which color is which, but some are for like bl- strictly for blinding. Some are mm-hmm. for like disorienting, and some are for like I think uh, putting spells on them. But yeah, the the different color mist can sometimes make uh make a difference. This is for vitality. <laughs> this is for a stamina boost. <laughs> uh, total T, <laughs> Nugenics. Yeah, I got low T. <laughs> Um, yeah, th- there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Um, what, uh, and like we get the, the thing of where Christian decides that he's also going to do his dissertation, even though, uh, Josh has decided to do his on this too, but he's just like, he's just doing one shitty thing after another. And then once Josh disappears with the book, He's like, you know what? We don't even associate with this guy. I don't even, I'm ashamed that I even know him. Like he turns coat so quick on all his friends. What a shitty person. Christian does suck. He does. But does Christian deserve what he gets for being shit? He's he's like, you can be a shitty person and not deserve to what happens to him. Well, let's, I mean, let's talk about what happens to him because- Uh Go ahead. He essentially gets raped. Like he gets drugged mm-hmm. and then forced into to the tent to make uh to have sex with Maya. And when I think of like the hot orgies you see in the adult films, mm-hmm. this is not one of them. Well, this is Yeah, cuz they they walk him in and into this barn thing. There's she's laying on the ground in a bed of flowers. But then there's like 15 other naked women (laughs) and there's a camera on a desk. There's a black leather couch (laughs) and they get the camera out and they say, how long have you been in the Harga? (laughs) And then you got the Oracle over there in the cuck chair just watching. (laughs) It is weird that just there's a little part in that scene when they're all having sex and he's just laying on the bed for no reason. Like. Sex to these people means something, but it's not as it's not taboo because yeah, they're all do. watching, and it's they're like, all... like so, I'm, I'm having trouble pleasing one woman, let alone <laughs> with an audience. You know, that's why and it's for can't... vitality. <laughs> I'm Frank Thomas, and listen, I'll spit some vitality right in your face at the <laughs> Midsummer Festival. And I'm Doug Flutie, man. Before I went to Harga, I could not get hard at all. <laughs> I just imagine that scene where the Oracle is like watching it. Ruben is watching from the corner. And did you ever see the outtakes from Eastbound and Down of the uh, the Will Ferrell Ashley character? Yeah. When he's like, I'm feeling in my plums. <laughs> I can feel it in my plums. And he, and he goes, Yeah. I was I was I was making love to my wife and my son Gabriel came in when I was making love to my wife. <laughs> and and my wife goes, Gabriel, get out. And I said, No. Let the boy watch. <laughs> Let him watch. Gabriel, watch. And that's what I thought of the entire time was, Let the boy watch. <laughs> it, it's just uh, because they, they drug him with, uh, 
I think it's a certain kind of bark they put in that water, but we'll just call it mushrooms. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He's his his inhibitions have been lowered. Then they give him whatever the the mist stuff is to get him hard. <laughs> and then Nugenics. Like, I'm you, telling you, yeah. it's Nugenics. They're it's, blowing it in his face. I just looked. It's on Infowars.com. You can get it. It's <laughs> Super Mayo Vitality Plus. Put your dick on the gas with blue chew with fentanyl. <laughs> 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 but yeah it's it's uh if this were a wrestling podcast this is where the blue chew commercial would come in but and like he like she's been making eyes at him this whole time she puts uh hair in his meat pie and then you know sweeney todd gets mad at her but <clears throat> like the hair, the, putting hair in the meat pie sounds like the worst fucking euphemism you hear about them last night? Fucking put the hair in the meat pie. You put the hair in the meat pie, then you eat it all up. <laughs> but then he's like taken in the waiting room to meet the lady, and she's like, uh, Maya's uh, has been approved to, uh, I don't know, mate with you or whatever. And he's like, what? Like, like this is in the, the making. She's been making eyes at this dude the whole time since he got here. But then... You know, if if he wasn't high, if he hadn't got a yeah. heart on, do you think he would have gone through with this? I don't think so. I think he's a shitty boyfriend, but I don't think he's a cheating boyfriend. Yeah, because he he would have done that already, and we don't know what the relationship was, but he he he, he he's a very look but don't touch kind of guy mm-hmm. until you actively are stripped in a barn, and you're. You literally have an old woman behind you, like pushing your ass into somebody. Yeah. Which, which I think is nice for the support. Sometimes you get a little tired. You need a little help. <laughs> this is a real moms teach teens type video. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> let me show you. <laughs> but it's it's uh. So would you would you say this is sexual assault or rape? Because oh, that's 100%. that was a big theory online. Is like. They lowered his inhibition. Like they, they were getting him not drunk, but it's like yeah, they one of those. Yeah, it's like date rape. They they essentially sexually assault. They they did sexually assault him because he did not want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then there there have been times too where like men can be raped, and they're mm-hmm. like, well, how'd you get a well how 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 could it be rape if you got like an erection? It's like well, your body will do stuff sometimes against your will. But it's like a man's, and it's not like violent or rough. So it's like I think we overlooked that. But it that is what ha- like the peer pressure of just having all the women there, and and it's it's all really to get this woman pregnant, Maya, and it's like in the, it's premeditated, and it I think it is rape. But then the weirdest mm. part is it's all over. After like him having help thrusting and stuff, and then she yeah. very much like Maud Lebowski and and Big Lebowski when she does like the cannonball pose after, yeah, it, it's that's to help like keep it in, and you know yeah. what it is, uh, but but also <laughs> to helps with with uh, conception, and yeah. she like I I assume she just lost her virginity, but she goes, the weirdest part she goes I can feel the baby. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, and you I never want to hear that. You like, never want to hear that. Let's say you're on a one night stand with a woman, <laughs> and you wrap up, you finish, you finish up, and then she just goes, "I can feel the baby," and you're like, "Oh God!" Like, <laughs> well, I gotta go. I gotta go get some uh, pack of cigarettes. I well, think I gotta go get some. I gotta go get some milk. 
this was the first, I think, instance in this podcast history where there was a literally an incident of nutting and running. Nutting and running, and and she was the one who got nutted and run. No, he ran because he ran out, remember? He did actually run out, yeah. And that seems actually very interesting because uh, allegedly he was supposed to put a robe back on and run out naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, run, run out in a robe, but he's like, no, we see so many... Horror movies where, where women are stripped and naked. I mm-hmm. want that to be for me as well to make me seem vulnerable. And then, yeah, he just he has to run around like <laughs> naked, and he's naked for a hot time. Like he's na- naked for a hot minute, flopping around and yeah, like it, it's very. I I would say like, do you think that sobered him up? <laughs> like he's just running Probably. around naked, and he like will run one way, and there's just people there. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, just being one of those people that lives in that village and is like, why is that outsider naked? <laughs> but, of course, they know. They know what this is. But Just imagine being, like, in the neighboring towns and just, like, not knowing. Like, oh, the cult's doing cult things again. Oh, he mm. must be from Florida. There's a man naked around. And uh, the part <laughs> for me that, well, Danny actually spies through a peephole, like a little a glory hole, as they call it in the biz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, spies during a uh, peephole of like him doing it, and she thinks he's cheating on her. She he she doesn't know the know, know the context, and she goes back to the main room, and they all cry together. Mm-hmm. They do the <laughs> yeah. They cry and sing, and she finally has the support she's needed the whole time to grieve her parents yeah. and her and and her, and her sister. And that's where she feels that real sense of community is she's been betrayed by her boyfriend, or so so she thinks, and they're crying with her and feeling her pain, and she gets to feel that sense of community. That last bit of family's gone, and immediately the other family swoops in, and then we see them echo that grief that we've seen the whole movie, and <clears throat> what a, I, I was watching it, and I was like, this isn't scary, but what a scene that's going to stick with you. Like, if nothing else, Ari Aster makes scenes that... You'll just be like, man, that really affected me, you know? Yeah. The whole movie, even though I'm not a fan, it does have a lasting effect. And it, it is very memorable. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't enjoy it, it's very much, like, like I said, it, it's The Shining. I remember parts of The Shining. I don't like watching The Shining, really. I don't like watching Missouri, but I But it is memorable. and that is, And that is to be commended. I think that is commendable for it to be memorable. And have such a good mythos, and have good characters, and have a good story. I just don't don't I just don't enjoy it. Well, you know, my name's Gavin, and I don't enjoy one of the greatest <laughs> horror movies of all time. And also, it's all, in the, it's all in the you know, it's all in the daylight, so that makes it even scarier. <laughs> There's no shots of the sun in the entire thing. There's a scene where you see the sister in the gas mask in the in the trees <laughs> when she's tripping, uh, and then there's a bear suit, and then the ending is just Florence. Uh, Danny oh, is get, now. Let, before we go there, let, let me. Because we need to talk about how she becomes the May Queen, with the the whole the pole scene where they're dancing around the Maypole. Uh huh. Again, they're giving them drugs, <laughs> and it's like they got to choose. Uh, I don't know what the really the significance of her is. I don't know if she's like the new leader or just crowned the May Queen mm-hmm. for for this festival. But it's I think they do a really good job of making you also the viewer feel like you're kind of tripping later in the yeah. movie, but also mm-hmm. around that that scene uh, with the maypole. And can you imagine, like nobody? Uh, that's why they got him 
you know, high or whatever, because it was like, there's, you know, there's somebody in that village that's gunning for her ass because this outsider's coming in and she's got to be prom queen and I'm not, you know? <laughs> I've been training for, for the May Queen all year and then she mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere and I, is this, this is my time. This is my <laughs> time. And like the whole, that whole sequence of the, the the maypole he he just was given whatever to lowers inhibition he's just on his own wherever he goes he's just high the whole time yeah and they're needing the nine and they're needing nine sacrifices for this ritual to be complete you already have uh mark josh connie and simon you also have the the two others who left off of the building so Mm -hmm. we're at six then you have two more volunteers from the village and then she has to choose the last one. She has to choose it from uh, somebody there, or she has to choose Christian. Mm-hmm. And she chooses Christian, her boyfriend, to be sacrificed. And no matter what he did, no matter how she had a boyfriend, that's not okay. He did not deserve to get what he got. Do you think if she, if maybe he did have sex with the girl, but then she never found out about it, do you think he would have chose her? Or she would have chose him. That's what I meant. Probably not. But there was. But that. But they were manipulating. Pele was manipulating the situation. Yeah. To make sure that she saw that, so that he would get chosen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that. I think she was just so. She was so stricken with grief and betrayal that she's like, "Yeah, I gotta put this man in a bear and set him on fire." And that's, you know, the whole movie, I think it's at the beginning of the movie, there's a tapestry that tells this whole story. Yeah, basically, you're like, this is how the movie's going to go, so th- this is what's happening. Yeah, and it's like, what a what a visual where they're, like, cutting the bear open. Of course, they find a big thing of cocaine in there. <laughs> <laughs> in the bear, and he's just, like, essentially comatose, but not in this wheelchair, and then they sew him up in a bear, like. And the, the, at one scene, that the there's an older lady, a leader. They're like trying to uh, repel the dark one, is what she calls mm-hmm. the the. I guess the, the evil is that bear, like the sim, like symbolizing evil. I don't know if that's it. I don't. I know that, but they bring in the rest of the people. They bring in. The, uh, they've got Mark's body, all like stuff like a scarecrow and wearing like a jester's hat. You've got Josh there. You've got Simon who got blood eagled, which mm-hmm. is like a whole Viking way of killing people where you like pull the lungs out and just, oh my God. Out of the back so it looks like wings. And yeah. briefly in that scene, he's like, he's still breathing. Yeah, he's still alive. Then you've got Connie who was like drowned or something. You've got the other ones who are going to be set on fire. And they give them like a sedative, like this, this will make it painless. Make you not feel. And then they're like, I feel it. Bullshit. (laughs) I feel it. If I were them, they only get they dip it in the thing and they put the stick in their mouth. I'd be like, keep them coming because you're about to Uh, light me on fire. (laughs) Can I just drink this? Can I pour it on me like a like like a topical? What are we being stingy for? (laughs) (laughs) We got we we got another burning coming up later today. Why are we? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> the, like, these guys we're are gonna... half pharmacists. The whole movie is just full of, here, drink this, take this. Well, after we burn you, we got to turn the room over. We got karaoke <laughs> coming up. Yeah, we got a, another burn in here uh, a little later, so. 
But it's we got like, a bar mitzvah coming next week. You feel <laughs> nothing, and then it cuts to them just like ah, I'm like oh my <laughs> god, like. And then you have the iconic scene of Danny in like the floral gown, mm-hmm. and she's smiling. And there's some people think it's like supposed to be a happy ending, and it's like no, it's it, it it's not. It's kind of I think once Danny comes to her senses, she'll be like, oh. What did I do? I burned yeah. my boyfriend. I think it's. I think she's happy but sad at the same time. It's very reminiscent to me of the. Uh, this is not a spoiler, but the, the movie Pearl. Oh They're yeah, at that scene where uh, Mia Goth uh, is like smiling, but you could tell there's just like crazy and grief in the smile. Mm. I don't know that it's necessarily crazy with uh, with Florence Pugh, but it's like. I don't know what what's really conveyed, but it's unsettling. Yeah, and it's a very memorable last shot of a movie. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that she's free, regardless of how she got free, she is now free of that relationship, and is now, I guess, a full time member of this cult. And that, that there are th- theories that because Pele says his parents died in a fire, <clears throat> and people are thinking maybe he was an outsider. But I don't know that that's the case. I think he was kind of a person that was always there. We've yeah. always been here. <laughs> you think he brought his parents? <clears throat> Maybe. Like, hey, hey, mom and dad, you want to go on a vacation together? Yeah. Well, th- there's the scene in the apartment uh, when when Christian's like, I, I invite her, but she's not coming. And then they go and look at the paragraph. There's foreshadowing in that because behind Pele, this is something old Brent noticed on his own, Gavin. There's like mm. a plant above his head, and then later he's got those leaves on his head, and there's a painting behind Danny that looks like a crown. Like, some of this stuff is not, I think most stuff with Ari Aster, there's no accidents, really, you know? No, he's very particular. He's he's particular to, to the sense of being pretentious and kind of annoying. No, seen, you're stupid. <laughs> he seems like, would you want to hang out with Ari Aster? Yeah. I would. Would you? Mm-hmm. I feel like he'd just have a lot of... It's like Quentin Tarantino. It's like, I don't think I want to hang out with Quentin Tarantino. I think when you hang out with Quentin Tarantino is you get to listen to Quentin Tarantino talk <laughs> the whole time, which is fine. Hanging out with Quentin Tarantino is just like, we're going to talk about feet now, aren't we? That's It's a topic that's going to come up and... Look, dude, I'm not taking my shoes off. I don't care. <laughs> You say that you have to when I enter your house, but nobody else is taking their shoes off. Everybody else is wearing shoes. Yeah, and this is hardwood floor, so you're not getting the carpet dirty, dog. But uh, Ari, Ari Aster seems like the kind of person who you'd hang out with, and he'd just start giving details about everything in his home. He'd be like, well, this is actually an oak, and I, I re-researched this oak for several years before actually buying this bookcase. And you're like, can I just go to the bathroom now? This was made from a sacred tree, and you could actually piss on this one if you wanted to. <laughs> I'd actually feel I'd actually be a little offended if you don't piss on my bookshelf. Uh, this that was shot in uh, on location in Budapest, uh, and was pretty came uh, came pretty quickly after uh, Hereditary, and uh, the initial idea is uh, Sweden wanted like a uh, slasher film set in Sweden. And he's like, I don't know that I can make that story work, said uh, Ari Aster. But mm-hmm. he devised a plot in which was uh, uh, two central characters are experiencing a relationship tensions verging on a breakup, which was inspired by a breakup he had. Um, 
the drugs in the movie ahead of filming uh, the drug scenes. Uh, the, the Christian, that character, said that the cast discussed their own experiences with psychedelic mushrooms on her breakdown scene with the Harga. Pew commented the other women involved uh, complimented the other women, saying that they made the scene possible as she typically struggles to cry on camera. She reflected, saying, I knew I would never be so open and so raw and so exhausted like that uh, uh, ever again in a movie. Aww. Yeah. Well, that is a, that's a lot. I, w- <laughs> I wonder what it was like to be on set for that. Just some people, uh, like Dan Day-Lewis, are like always in character. It's like, mm-hmm. call me President Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, do you think oh, Florence no. Pugh was like, call me President Lincoln? <laughs> but sounded Why like... Why does Lincoln sound like Nixon, <laughs> like Richard always? Is. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> well, uh, I think it was Florence Pugh who complimented Ari Aster because there was like a hundred people on set. Some of them spoke English, but then other, like, there were like three different languages that were spoke spoken by the people in this movie. And you got to corral and wrangle all these people to get them where you need to be, you know? Yeah, um, I think it's it's either like the most fun set or like the most uptight non-fun. Because I, I want to see the bloopers for for, for Midsummer's where they're where somebody is trying to cry and you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's got the yeah. giggles right now. I, I, <laughs> I can't keep it together. Uh, Christian, you're supposed to ru- run the other way with your dick out, not that way. <laughs> where am I going, guys? <laughs> we need to put the uh, Jim Ross audio over that cliff diving scene <laughs> and then the Benny Hill music when Christian running around. Uh, that cliff diving, that's uh, when they they kill elderly people or they kill themselves. That The term is uh, cinicide. Or uh, uh, geronticide, I had to phonetically spell that out, is the practicing of killing the elderly or abandoning them to to death typically in times of great need. So where it's like, and I think it's believed that it's for the the betterment of society is there a drain on society taking so many resources that you would just off yourself rather than having people take care of you. Um, Some people, I mean, yeah, but even um, Christian says, like, well, I'm sure our our uh, cultural customs of putting them in the nur- in like a nursing home seems in- undignified too. Yeah, I mean, if I if I was uh, that way, like, if I get to be so old that I need to be a nursing home, I might want to jump off a cliff. To yeah, there you go. I mean, what's the you got to think about your quality of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going through some some uh, other stuff here real quick. Uh, April 2020, A24 announced it would be auctioning off a bunch of props from movies, uh, including the 10,000 uh, flower sil- uh, silk flower May Queen dress worn by Pew, which was reportedly purchased by the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures for $65,000. Other people that were interested in that were Ariana Grande and Halsey. Uh, proceeds were donated to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, <laughs> that's what this article said. I didn't say that. Uh, really for firefighters and their families. Other items for the film sold at auction were the bear headdress worn by uh, Jack Rayner for uh, f- sold for $4,700. The mallet used to crush a cult member's skull for ten grand, And uh, other villager costumes sold for $4,500 in that range. So in all, they raised a hundred thousand dollars with all these props. And they, they raised that money for a <laughs> hoax for, for the pandemic. 
I think Ariana Grande, I think I think she'd make a fine May Queen. I think she's a huge fan of this movie is what I was reading. Yeah, she is. And I I mean, listen, I, w- I think this was around the time in 2019 where she was dating Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. So best case scenario, we give her the May Queen dress. We put Pete Davidson in a bear costume and mm-hmm. set his ass on fire so he goes away forever. And then you know he'd still end up with a Kardashian or something. He's like, yeah, I'm all burnt <laughs> up and whatever, but I got he'd, he'd be up in heaven and be like, I, I found Cleopatra. Be like, how does he do it? How does <laughs> he do it? How you doing, girl? Um, And I posed this question to you, Gavin, before we turn on the mics here. Uh, A guy from The Guardian, Steve Ross, describes Midsummer as a powerful study of grief, betrayal, breakups, and more. He suggests that Danny's three male companions may be seen as representing toxic masculinity or analogous analogous to the three uh, companions in The Wizard of Oz. And that's kind of what Ari Aster said a little bit, said it was kind of inspired by that. So we have we have Josh, we have uh, Mark, and we have Christian. So mm-hmm. I asked you, who do you think is what? The Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow? Because uh, the Scarecrow's picture is in that apartment, uh, okay. Pelly's apartment, and then a couple other times just in the background, like little uh, stuffed animal type deals. Christian is the Cowardly Lion for obvious reasons. Because he's too scared to do anything. He's too scared to break up. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Mark is going to be... Because uh, mm. I, I posed this question to producer wife, and she's thinking, I'm I'm saying that uh, Josh is the scarecrow because he's smart, even though yeah. throughout the whole movie, the scarecrow's trying to get a brain. <laughs> You know, See, I don't know I think, that it has to make that much sense, but I, I think I, was I, I think Mark is the scarecrow because he does things without thinking, and I think Josh is the Tin Man because he has no heart. He he's he's not respecting the he's not not respecting the culture. It's all mathematical with him. Yes, one hundred percent. I got some other facts. I know we're running out on time. Yeah. Uh, Aster uh, tells a story. Of the film and the first shot. As I said that tapestries there um midsummer is a real annual event in sweden as a national holiday uh they pick flowers uh and walk backwards that's a real thing they do and uh dancing around a maypole which is something they do too mm-hmm. uh harga were named uh for a specific reason uh from a folk song called harg hargalatin where the devil disguised himself as a fiddler and led every teenager up a mountain, and I assume that's where he was defeated by Johnny in a fiddle contest. The <laughs> <laughs> devil went down to Sweden. He was looking for some <laughs> souls to steal. <laughs> and some mushroom tea. <laughs> um, the, the That scene was... Uh, the, at, at the end of the film, Christian discovers Simon hanging in a barn, unconscious... Has been uh, spread eagled, his back cut open, the lungs hanging out. This comes from Old Norse poetry and is a ritual called the blood eagle. Victims would be laid on their fronts, their ribs would be pulled uh, out their back, and all that stuff. Um, mm, trying to find. Terrible. Oh, the original thing was he was supposed to be hung by his Achilles and had uh, horseshoes nailed to his feet. God. Oof. Yeah, and uh, then the Blood Eagle was like the better choice. That's, that sounds like a great band name, <laughs> <laughs> the Blood Eagle. Um, 
I have a bunch of other facts, but we're not we're kind of running out of time. So yeah, what else do you have here, Gavin? Um, like I said, I respect <laughs> the movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. I I can appreciate it. It's not for me. It's not one I want to watch a lot. It's not one that I'm going to probably revisit for a long time. But I can mm-hmm. appreciate the layers and what they're trying to do. But there's a lot of people that hate this movie. I totally get that. There's people who love it. I get that, too. Mm-hmm. I say it again. Not for me. But if you enjoy it, enjoy it. That is that is great. One last question I had for you, because something I was kind of on Reddit right before we turn on the mics. Do you think Pele and the Harga had something to do with the death of Danny's sister and family. Do you no. think they did that? No, I don't think so. I think no. they just, I think they capitalized on a situation that sucked. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to get that conspiracy into it. Cause mm-hmm. then it just takes away the, a lot of what makes the movie what it is. Okay. Um, I very much, I, I think I, I like this movie and that's what I I you know I, I liked it the first time enough to buy it <clears throat> which I can't really give you a, a, a movie a, more of an endorsement than to give it my money a couple different times <laughs> yeah um, <clears throat> I like the the visuals of it I think just even looking at the town uh, the village is great I love the colors as I mentioned before very much reminds me of the Wizard of Oz because that's a thing that I love about the Wizard of Oz is it's in Technicolor. Love all the color stuff. Uh, I love the cinematography, and I very much appreciate what Ari Aster knows. He knows how to move a camera around very much like the young Sam Raimi, like I said, on the Evil Dead episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I, th- I think he does everything deliberately. I think he's a great director. I think he has a great vision for film. I think yeah. he, he, does a, he definitely does a lot of world building, and he actually wrote this movie as a way to get over a breakup he was going through. <clears throat> yep. So... He showed that whore. <laughs> I put I put some pubes in your meat pie, sir, <laughs> and a little bit of the sporting in your lemonade. <laughs> um, if uh, what did you have an oh shit moment? Just I don't uh, oh shit moment. Old people jumping off the cliff, like that's that's yep. it. Like you once you do that, there's no going back. Yeah, uh, what was that was same for me. Oh shit moment was the cliff diving. And uh, what was your favorite kill? Probably favorite kill has to be the Blood Eagle because it's a Blood Eagle. It's just crazy, Mm -hmm. gross looking, and just so elaborate. I think mine was the bear and maybe all-encompassing the the burning that pyramid thing. Mm -hmm. Um, For sure. If you're going to watch Midsummer, Midsommar, what else should people check out? Um, Hereditary. Of course, see Ari Aster's other movie. Um, I would go with The Witch or The Mm -hmm. VV Itch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a VV itch. <laughs> Am I right, baby? Am I right? Give me some uh, of that for vitality. <laughs> the VV itch. You can watch The Witch. Um, also, uh, recommend Robert Eggers' other movie, The Lighthouse. That's mm-hmm. also a very trippy style horror movie with like paranoia and just it's black and white. It's also very pretentious, but it's not bad. How'd you spill your beans? It's something that you'll be saying after you watch it. You don't and- like me cooking? <laughs> just farting all the time in your sleep and jerking off to a mermaid. Yeah, Willem Dafoe in that movie is really good, by the he, way. He is really good. And then I think... Um, the Wicker Man, Nicolas Cage version. No. <laughs> I was going to say The Wicker Man, the original, 
It's kind of almost a half musical. Uh, I I own it on I think a steelbook maybe, um, and I I had to get it that way because it wasn't available anywhere else, and it was one of those blind buys that turned out to be a good buy. Oh. Uh, the Wicker Man. I Gavin, we will watch that movie on this show okay. sometime. Well, we will watch it. Uh, I would say the movie The Ritual, which I think is I don't know if it's a Netflix original, but it's on Netflix. We should watch that too, Gavin. Okay. Uh, Hereditary for Ari, yep. Ari Aster, and then his uh, short film. It's not anything like this, but if you like Ari Aster, it's called The Strange Thing About the Johnsons, and it's available for free on YouTube. Okay. And then next week, I'm very excited because we had our film time. The spiritual we... sequel to Midsummer. <laughs> the spiritual sequel to Midsummer, a movie that is so good. We're, we're stepping in, out of the world of horror into more sci-fi action slash horror. We're watching the 1987 classic, one of my favorite movies of all time. Murphy, dead or alive, you're coming with me. We're watching motherfucking RoboCop. I'd watch that for a dollar. Yeah, so I'm excited. So go ahead and watch some RoboCop in the next week. Make sure you watch that director's cut of RoboCop because that's when you get that good gore. Uh, We went from very pretentious to not pretentious at all. Listen, I'm just saying RoboCop is a very layered movie, and there's a lot to really check out. But I love me some RoboCop. And we haven't done like a, a little bit of a of a deviation from horror for a little bit, but there's there are some surprising connections to other movies we've talked about on this podcast that I think you'll be interested to find out about. Well, I can't wait, Gavin. Uh, with all that said, I just want to say one more thing. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. Coming to get you, 